So this week I did something a little different. I had a conversation with a gentleman that is involved with some things that I honestly don't know much about. Um, but that was the point of the conversation. I met a gentleman that is a psychic medium. Um, a medium is a person that is able to kind of be like a bridge between the living and the dead world. Now, I came into it with, I don't want to say skepticism, because I do believe that there are spirits around us. I give examples of why I believe that. I also reiterate many times on this episode, I want to be ignorant to it. I don't want to know nothing. I don't want a reading. I'm good. And pardon all the sweat on my face for the people watching this. It is hot in the black and red room, black and red cave, excuse me very hot in there and I can't put the fans on because that's all you hear in the microphone but I don't think I still look good either way I'd had him on because I as usual I'm very curious I have a very curious just outlook on life you know if there's things that I don't know or things that I want to learn I'm going to go to the expert I can YouTube it I can read it but if there's somebody that is involved in it why not come on the show and talk about it? And that's kind of been the evolution of Deep Thoughts with Iron, and you guys will see a little bit more of that as this continues to grow. Um, but it was an awesome episode. Very, very charismatic gentleman. Very, I guess he's very good at his job. I'm not saying I guess sarcastically. I don't know much about it personally um, as far as, like, what makes a medium great. But he sounded like he is definitely out there trying to do good. Um, he seems like he knows what he's doing. Again, I'm ignorant to it, so it's like me telling you how to be a lawyer i have nothing i have no idea you might sound good you sound like you know your lawyer stuff but i don't know what you're talking about bro but at the end of the day it was a great episode and i'm very glad that he came on and i know a lot of people out here are hurting they want to speak to somebody that they may have lost and or have questions or whatever and honestly if this is something that you believe in i'm gonna funnel you to him his name is jamal lewis and i'll put all the contact information down it's going to be on the page but Definitely take a listen, open your mind, expand your mind a little bit, even if it's something that you don't necessarily believe in. I had to make sure that I was actually recording this, sorry. But if it's, even if it's something that you don't necessarily believe in, you may just be able to get some type of jewels or just take a listen. It's an entertaining episode. So be sure to leave a review, follow the show, share the show. Everything helps. And UG, let's get into it. Three. What's good, everybody? It is your favorite MC slash favorite RT, Iron Imp, a.k.a. Flo Rogan, a.k.a. Scarlet Bro Handsome, and I'm here with a special guest today. A little bit out the normal pattern of Deep Thoughts and Iron Guests, and that's the whole point of it. We're, we're expanding our horizons, and I'm here with a very awesome gentleman that I had the pleasure of just running into one day at, at, at work, and um, the conversation just flowed very easily, and he was a very funny charming interesting guy because you used a couple of words and you kept repeating certain words and i'm like okay maybe this guy is into certain things that we'll get into and i'm here well i didn't know what you were actually into but like i figured you was a very spiritual person because you kept saying things like vibes and energies and and you mentioned something else i forgot what it was but i was like okay cool you remind me of a girl um i used to talk to um super extra superstar you're going to hear about him at some point mr Jamal Lewis, medium Jamal Lewis. Can't forget the title. Welcome to the Black and Red Cave, man. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to just be sitting across from you. So I uh, bring on the questions and let's see, let's see what comes up. I'm always excited for the journey. Absolutely. You're going to be a very interesting guest, not to put the pressure. I tend to like to under promise <laughs> and over deliver, but you know, I think we're going to yeah. have a good show here. So sure. as I said, medium Jamal Lewis, what is a medium, sir? Yeah. So as a medium, I have the ability to connect with um, departed loved ones that have crossed over. And I also have the ability to connect with our personal spirit guides. People may call them guardian angels or, mm. you know, in that realm, but I can connect to both of them through my gifts and get information to help you receive more clarity, more closure, more healing in this life by accessing their higher wisdom. That's awesome. You know, and that opens up such a, uh, so many different pathways to go, you know, and I was struggling while I was writing the treatment down for this um, episode, where do I want to start? Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of places to go and I have a lot of questions and I'm sure a lot of my guests do because I told some that I was having a medium on and they was like, oh, ask them this, ask them this, do this, do this. <laughs> and, you know, and I said, I'm not going to give anybody a free session here and I'm sure, I don't know how it works, but if I actually talk about my friend James and his loved ones, I don't think it works that way. I don't know, you tell me. But Yeah, it, it, it could. It... Say that, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, it, it totally could. It totally could. Like when we start talking about it and I become open, I'll start yeah. to get impressions from the other side and like I'll start to hear and sense and feel information. So, yeah, if it, if anything comes through, I'll offer that to you. Yo, feel free. I don't want to know nothing about me, though. I'm good. <laughs> I'm scared okay, of all I can't, this stuff, I can't, Now, that's one thing about being a medium. You can't control <laughs> yeah. what comes through. You just yeah. receive the information and decide if you're mm -hmm. going to pass it along or keep it. No, yeah, you can keep it, bro. I'm good. <laughs> you can hold it out like this. <laughs> Keep it right here. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's start at the beginning of this, like, because um, it's almost like a superpower, in my opinion, because, again, I'm mm. kind of ignorant to the world that you live in. So for me, it's like a superhero power. When did you start getting the feeling that, okay, I might have a little extra ability than other people or something's a little different? Yeah. Um, so it actually started when I was about 10. Okay. Um, we stayed in this house where someone had died um, and... I, and they had like crossed over in my mom's room. And so like that night I slept in her room around like 10 years old yeah. and I woke up because I heard someone screaming and you know, like those, like the dresser with the mirror combos and the mirror yeah, like yeah. sits on top of the dresser. So we had one of those next to the bed. And so when I woke up, I happened to like look in the mirror and I saw this like glowing figure of someone in the closet that had crossed over. So I mean, like I was completely scared and freaked out. Right. Cause I mean, of I heard course, a scream man. and now I see things. Yeah, in the closet, and so that started. And then after that, I would just get more and more situations where someone's crossed over grandfather, someone's crossed over grandmother. Uh, like my friends would come to me in that same manner, and they look just kind of like glowing outlines of people, right? Wow. Um, but as a kid growing up black and in the South, like you are terrified. I was terrified. I will say so. I shunned it and like closed myself off from my abilities for a long time because I didn't understand it and I had no one to help me go through it, you know? Sure. And I mean, who can you go to talk to about that? You know, that, that must have right. been absolutely yeah. terrifying because as kids, it, it almost seemed like I heard it was like a, um, like a genetic thing from way back, you know, like we're afraid of monsters. Like nobody told me to be afraid of monsters, mm -hmm. but I was always scared of the monster, but whatever the case was, or boogeyman in the closet. Exactly. Um, 
what was your first thought? Like, what the fuck? Like, how did that my, translate in your 10-year-old brain? My first thought was I started praying. I remember, like, vividly putting the mm. covers over my head and yeah. asking God. I was like, God, please keep me safe. Because, you know, as a kid, putting the covers sure. over your head is like safe bubble zone, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like universally known. Yeah. And so I did that and I was like, God, please keep me safe. Like, you know, just protect me and yeah. make it go away because I was just so frightened by it. Yeah. yeah so that was definitely my first thought. <laughs> so did you tell your mom or anybody about this that, 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 that night or did you just kind of eat it and just keep yeah. it going? I internalized it for years. And you know what? It's so interesting because you know now that i work as a professional certified medium i, I was telling right. my mom about this experience she was like well, when did this start and i was like oh remember when we stayed in that house mm -hmm. and i was like i saw someone die i saw like a disembodied person there and she told me and she was like are you serious and i was like yeah and she was just like when we moved into that house this guy i worked with told me that someone had passed away in that house but I didn't believe it. And she was like, and I always felt like something was going on in that house because the lights would do weird stuff. And then Ooh. she tells me, and she was like, why didn't you tell me? And yeah. I remember, and I got chill bumps. Now I remember being so floored at her response. And I thought to myself, yeah. what if I actually told her, would it have changed my entire life being able to grow up as a medium instead of growing into my medium abilities, you know? Isn't that amazing? First of all, shout out to your mom for being that kind of open to it, you know, because I know I, yeah. I can th I can see my mother maybe and my mom has passed. I can see my mother maybe being open to it at t the time or at a time. Mm -hmm. But I can also see her telling me to, you know, get out of here with that nonsense, you know, and mm -hmm. not to say my mother was closed minded. But again, she grew up in the church, which is interesting that you mentioned the church, because, yeah, do you consider yourself a religious man now? Uh, I am more spiritual with religious wiring. That is a bar. I like the way you said that. So you have, <laughs> so you're like the, um, you're like the Honda Accord with the Lamborghini engine. Like you got the makings of it, but you're not, I don't know if you can do that. Actually, that car might blow up, but I'm not a car guy, people. I'm just trying to make an example. <laughs> <laughs> so like when you went to church, like as a child and growing up, did you feel when you were talking about spirits and, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know what denomination you grew up in, but church is essentially a spiritual kind of journey. Did you feel yeah. like, mm, yeah, that doesn't, that's not how that works or eh, eh, that makes sense a little bit like that. Did you have that kind of insider mm -hmm. information, so to speak? I think that's such a great question. <clears throat> when I think back on my experience of church, like grew up Southern Baptist and then when I got to college, I transitioned to Episcopalian and like that just felt more aligned for me. Um, okay. But I would say all throughout my experience of church, it was just always so emotional. And, yeah. and I think that was because I was, I've always been a very sensitive person. And so mm -hmm. like feeling the energy and feeling just how that culminates, if you think of church, like church is just all energy, right? Yeah, yeah. And so- Especially our church. In, right. And so mm -hmm. in services, I just know I would always feel everything so deeply, like the music I felt deeply, the sermons I felt deeply, whether they were left or whether they were right. Um, and I think a part of the reason why I transitioned from the black church to going, when I say black church, I mean like Southern Baptist is how we grew yeah. up, right? Right, right. Why I transitioned from Southern Baptist to Episcopalian was because I was 
starting to feel overwhelmed in church. And I didn't wow. know what that was, but I knew that when I went to black churches and we started like praising and worshiping and the clapping and like, just like how emphatic we get, yeah. it was a lot for me to handle. And when I switched to Episcopalian, it was more standardized. It was the same mm -hmm. every Sunday. It flowed. Mm -hmm. We had a program. Like there was no deviation. It was just, it was, it was very even keel. And I found myself being able to digest church much better, but I had no idea that it was because of my sensitivities were just unmitigated. Is Episcop Episcopalian church like a little more quiet, like a little more calm? Mm -hmm. I don't know much about yeah. it. Okay. Okay, yeah, fair it, enough. It follows a lot of like Catholicism proceedings. So right. you get like a program and like, you know, you read through it and then like it's it's a procession. It's everything is the same. Yeah. Got you. So you know what you're getting into as opposed to like, you don't know if pass is going to really be going off and, yeah. <laughs> this, on, this, on this day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So is it a thing where, because I looked at one of your uh, media memos, hashtag media mm -hmm. memos. I'm going to put that on yeah. your wall. I'm like, why didn't he put the hashtag on here and make this here a yeah, thing? Thank you. you know, you're real one. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, we try, we got to help each other out, right? And I, the way I look at it is like, again, coming from the ignorant brain, um, mm -hmm. ignorant to this this world, I should say, is it almost like um, like in the movies when somebody gets a superpower where they can <clears throat> hear thoughts and stuff like that, it's overwhelming and they run to like a room where there's nobody at because they're hearing a thousand voices. Is this how this works or is this um, you, you have to be in a certain space to catch that? Yo, I it seems honestly, distracting. I, I, lo I love this so much because, mm -hmm. you know, like my whole life, I've always been obsessed with superpowers and like Marvel movies yeah. and stuff. And so like, I always had this feeling, I was like, my, my powers are going to come in one day. My powers are going to come in. And like you said, like yeah. in the movies, it's always like one day when you're not expecting it. And then it completely like ruins your life for months. And then like, you just <laughs> yeah. feel turned inside out. And mm -hmm. honestly, I shit you not, that is exactly how it felt when wow. my so like being able to when I stepped into my mediumship it followed me doing a lot of inner work and like emotional and personal excavation and yeah. so like lightening lightening up the inner body helps the outer body perceive and so a lot of like mediums will find themselves developing their gifts after doing a lot of internal work and so when it happened um I just, the best way I could put it is I felt like my nervous system was turned inside out. I felt everything. I yeah. was hearing voices. I couldn't be touched. I couldn't sit next to people. Um, it got to a point where I couldn't go to work because I was just being, I was so unregulated. And I remember there were days when my abilities first started to like be full on at a hundred percent where yeah. the only time I felt like I could make it stop was like curled up on the floor. And so there were days I didn't get off the floor. I self isolated for like three months, honestly. That's tough, And huh? people, my people were worried about me. My friends are worried about me. Like, you know, what's going on? How can we help? And I'm like, I have no idea how to tell you, A, I'm hearing voices. I'm questioning my like sanity. I yeah. feel everything. I can't sit next to people because I'm picking up their emotions yeah. and I just need to be alone. So like, I just remember, I remember sending a group text to my friends and saying, Hey, I'm not doing well. I'm going to have to take some time alone and I will let you guys know when I come back. Like I couldn't even talk to my therapist for like at least a month and a half because no. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew that being around people exacerbated it. Wow.
And, you know, again, I was going to ask you, like, did you question your sanity at this point? Did your people question your sanity? Because I worked in a healthcare psych hospital. And, yeah. you know, to me, people hearing voices and whatever, whatever people are seeing at that moment to me or to the staff or whoever else looks a little abnormal. But to this person, it's a real thing, you know, mm -hmm. and that must have been even scarier. Like, when did that start happening around what age? Yeah, so it... I would say that started happening in my 20s, like okay. in my mid 20s. And like before then, I would just get spirits coming to me or they'd come to me in dreams wanting to pass messages along. Mm -hmm. um, but then in terms of like my psychic abilities, because like a lot of it is psychic, um, my psychic when abilities didn't start to come into until I was mid 20s. And um and just like as a learning point, we have this saying where every medium is psychic, but not every psychic, psychic is, a medium. is a medium. I saw that. Yes, yes. I do and my so research, people. I, I love that. And so for me, I my mediumship abilities came in and mm -hmm. then my psychic abilities started to come in. And I didn't start having psychic information that I could appreciate until I was in my mid-20s. And it was exacerbated by being in a relationship that wasn't really healthy for me. Uh -oh. And so being in that relationship started to tip off my psychic abilities. And yeah. honestly, you know, people give women crap about it all the time about like, oh, woman's intuition, like women always know X, Y, and Z. But mm -hmm. like, we all have the ability to develop our intuition. And it's through our intuition, we receive psychic information. And that is given to everyone. And so uh, some people are more sensitive to it. But mm -hmm. we all have that ability to develop our intuition and receive psychic information. And so in this unhealthy relationship, I would get psychic information about like things he was doing behind my back or psychic information yeah. about like, oh, do this or like check this. Um, and it makes you feel like you're crazy because you're like, I don't want to be that person right. that right. invades privacy or X, Y, and Z. But when you have right. like this gut feeling and like this voice in your head that says, do it. And when you turn out to be right, how do you explain that? Yo, so that's such a hard thing. Because one thing that I have, one thing, I'll never check my girl's phone. I'll never do any mm -hmm. of that stuff. Even if I feel like the energy is like, that eh, sounds a little off. Mm -hmm. I'll investigate through her, you know. But um, when I hear like a lot of women say, I checked through his phone and blah, blah, blah. To me, that's such a breach of trust. You know, even if it you is, yeah. feel a way, because you may also go in there because you're, not you personally, but you're, like, you're going into this situation with a certain intent. And you may see a text message that I send to my coworker saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to hit that later. Right. And I could be talking mm -hmm. about going to the gym, but you already have in your brain that I'm doing this and this. And then you'll be like, see, my intuition was right. I knew he was doing something. I'm like, nah, yo, yeah. I was going to the gym. I'm going to hit the gym. And you just fucked up. Yeah. Now I can't message you yeah. anymore. So that is a, t that's a, that's a tough low, uh, line to toe right there. Mm hmm. No, yeah. it really is. And, you know, uh, one of the things that I emphasize all the time about being a medium is there are so many ethics that mm. comes along with stepping into this role. So like, if you do receive psychic information, it's important to have that consent both ways in order to mm. give that to someone. And so uh, if you were feeling that way about your partner having these inklings or like inclinations, you would go to them in a perfect world, right? You would go to them yeah. and you would say, hey, I'm feeling this way. This is what is coming up in my body. It's what I'm feeling in my gut. I need to talk sure. about this. 
But in order to do that, there has to be a lot of back processing. There has to be a lot of growth. Like I told you, that emotional and personal excavation needs yeah. to happen because if not, you're just flying off the handle with these maybe like haphazard intuitive right. insights. And so and some and of it so, could be a little bit of insecurity. Some of it could be damage from past exactly. situations. So exactly. That's always an interesting so, line. Yeah. And you said so that, very, yeah, I'm sorry. Go no, go ahead. Yeah, you're so great. No, no, I was just listening to you. you. You give me a lot of things. And it's funny because a lot of the things that you're hitting on things that I wrote down, which means that we're here, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. one of the questions that I had was, do you think everybody kind of has this ability? Because certain things that happened to me like yesterday, and it was funny because I thought of you immediately, even though, again, I didn't know that great, I'm sorry, I'm psychic and medium were, you know, kind of mutually exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, I had the meanest, craziest deja vu where it made my like my feet itch and i don't know i can't explain deja vu but it all was exactly something that i saw I was sitting in a certain unit i was watching a show certain things happened got a text mm -hmm. from somebody and it all happened to me before you know i i know that was there you know and i was wondering if this is part of like maybe everybody has some type of maybe like a radar or, or some type of connection i should say to something a little bit extra, you know, and mm -hmm. that scared me. Even the things like, like you said, intuition, or you you have people say things like they feel cold when maybe a spirit's passing. I don't know if that's TV or not. Yeah. I don't know if it's a real thing, but, you know, do you think we all have that power? Yeah. I don't want it, bro. I'm, I'm very comfortable being ignorant to this and being detached. <laughs> See, um, and, and, and that's what happens, right? But to answer your question, yes, we all have the ability to, like, develop our psychic, um, mm -hmm. abilities and to even we all have the abilities to be mediums as well it's just a matter of how much you open yourself up to it and one right. of my services is actually intuitive coaching where if someone thinks that maybe I receive more psychic information than you know like the average person or I feel like I might be a medium like that's one of the services I offer is like let's sit down let's unpack this and let's see if we can develop this for you and anyone can do it and in terms uh -huh. of like those deja vu moments, that is psychic energy because we all have the same yeah. wiring. We're all humans. But what happens is we are conditioned from such a logical, scientific standpoint to navigate right. life through what we can see, what we can feel that we don't even realize that we reject so much of the intangible. So we reject our sensations. And I mean, right. let's let's face it, in the Western culture, we are not a people who have historically put emotions first. Um, yeah. We are like solutions first. And so when you put your emotions on the back burner, you decrease your sensitivities, you decrease your ability to feel and you decrease the ability to expand your mind, honestly, to perceive that there is so much more out in front of you than you can see. I mean, like you hear all the time, there's so much research that says, oh, we only use like 5% of our brains. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we have this organ that we don't fully understand that we can quantify 5%, what are we doing with the other 95%? Can that yeah. be developed? Can I expand my mind to believe that it can be developed? And that alone plants a seed of development. That's awesome. Hey Amen. I, I definitely feel like we we have so much untapped potential. And like you said, we're even even just in general, not even spiritual stuff, like we are taught since a young age, there's a certain mm -hmm. path that you have to stay within. You can't color outside the lines. Like these are the defined lines we're going to give you. And you, you can get close to the line, but you can't color outside of it. And I think mm -hmm. that kind of conditioning does make us kind of want to stay in our little pocket like me. Like I said, I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. Not I'm good. <laughs> you know, and 
you know, uh, but where you at, where you, you embrace it. I don't know if you embraced it immediately or did you have to like kind of grow into embracing, okay, there's something that I can actually do with this or there is, mm -hmm. why am I going to run from it here? Like, did you feel any of that? Yeah. Um, I would say as an adolescent, as like early twenties, like definitely ran from it. But then like in my thirties, when I start to get a better understanding of who I was as a person. Sure. And um, if you follow me, you'll see, I talk a lot about understanding your own personal vibration, understanding what your energy is like, because mm -hmm. when you get this strong sense of self, you are able then to perceive everything around you as that and as me. And so mm -hmm. you, you really start to understand like how you interact with the world. And so like, like you were saying, like, for example, when I'm sitting and I feel spirit energy upon me, like I get these somatic cues, so sensations change. I maybe like get warm or right. flushed or I feel a coolness. And I'm like, okay, I understand my own personal energy so much that I know this is not mine. And so it, wow. it helps me be open to it. But yeah. um, now I embrace it because I finally got to a point where I understood what my own personal energy and vibration is like. So yeah, but it wow. took a while to get there. This is legitimately like um like a superhero storyline, man. Like it, it's yeah. really it's really cool. And it's like you said something <laughs> earlier, and I meant to jump right to it, but I forgot it. But I just remembered. So you mentioned the emotional part of this, right? Mm -hmm. So again, I don't mean it's offensively. You know, you got to say this nowadays because everybody's offended by everything. If I say blue and people like green, then I must hate green, right? Do you yeah. think um due to the emotion versus the logic part of it that women are a little more open or maybe a little more um almost just susceptible because that sounds devious but like a little more sure sensitive to this type of connection than men are because if you tell yeah. me two plus oh, two is four, four i'm going to take that as as word i don't need to know three plus one you know <laughs> yeah oh oh for sure for sure for sure actually um if you look at a lot of mediums that are practicing today you'll see that it's like heavily populated with mm -hmm. women yeah. Um, because although as a global society, we're taught to not really rely on our emotions to make decisions or to navigate life, women have always held this like certain degree or section of, I am going to function from a place of emotions. My emotions are a part of me. Yeah. And through that, they've always felt, you know, like, um, you know, women will say like when they have kids, oh, like a woman's intuition. And they're like, oh, my baby is sick or X, Y, and Z. And like, they'll mm -hmm. turn out to be exactly right. Or, um, you know, if they're in a cruddy relationship, they'll have intuitions about like their guy. Um, you know, you've heard every grandma say, oh, I had a dream about fishes. So-and-so is pregnant. Oh, yeah. That's so black. That, and it happens to be, <laughs> it happens to be so true. And honestly, really? like, it's turned into one of my symbols as a mm. medium. Um, and one Fish. night I had a, yeah, I had a dream about fishes about a friend. And when yeah. I met up with her the next day, I didn't say anything. And she was like, oh, she was like, actually, I'm pregnant. And I was like, okay. Whoa. Listen, people don't dream about no fish for me for at least another <laughs> year. Real talk. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Though. He's like, keep the fishes not away. Yet. I just got blazed. That's it. And Mr. Rodriguez, yeah. not yet. Wow. That's awesome, man. So yeah, yeah cause I, I, I do see that emotional part you know and like i said sometimes i think it causes damage in relationships the i had a feeling but you know to be fair it's not always wrong man unfortunately yeah it's not always wrong and and you know i love that you say that because it it brings up this thought of well this concept more so of developed and undeveloped I mean, yeah. there are so many people that say, oh, I'm a medium or I'm a psychic. And like, you know, you can go see a psychic on like 
the street for like 10 bucks, right? Yeah, or yeah. you'll go see someone who claims to be a medium and they'll give you a reading. And it comes down to how developed is that medium? How developed is that psychic? Because you could receive information that mm -hmm. you misinterpret information that you don't understand. You could wow. receive information that is coupled with your own thoughts and insecurities, and you completely obscure the message right. spirit is trying to send you. Right. And biases. so, exactly. And so when, for example, like people get those like intuitive insights, those psychic nudges, and they deliver them, and it turns out to be wrong, you know, it could easily been like, okay, we're sending you this feeling of your guy maybe sleeping around on you. And then you take it, it was like, oh, you're cheating on me. But maybe what spirit was telling you is, there is something within you that hmm. needs to be healed from previous relationships that this current relationship is activating in you. And maybe you should unpack that. But because you maybe misinterpreted the message or the mind got in the way, you yeah. completely missed an opportunity to promote clarity in your life, to promote closure from a traumatic past and yeah. promote healing in yourself and healing in your relationship. And so that is why I really emphasize when you develop yourself and get these messages from spirit, your ultimate outcome is clarity, closure, and healing. And that's why people are like, oh, aren't you scared? I am not scared because when you take the time to understand what you're doing, you mm -hmm. see that the ultimate vibration of this is the betterment and going towards your highest self. Wow. Just got to drop some bars here. If this thing works, it's supposed to be a soundboard, but it never showed up in the final page. <laughs> so I'm not even going to bother, man. But I would have dropped a little shotgun on that. You know, it, it's, yeah. it's interesting because as you started to get stronger in it, right? And you started to get more into it. And I want to get into like your business, like you have a business now. We're going to get into all of that because mm -hmm. I know people are going to want to reach out to you. I'm more curious about the development and the steps, you know. Um, when did you start looking to maybe find other people like you or sorry, that sounds like I'm being like racist, but like other people with your. No, no, it's, it's uh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm so conditioned in this world. Everybody's so damn sensitive and I hate it, you know. Um, yeah. did you start seeking out other people? Could you talk to somebody and just tell, oh, this person is kind of in the same boat that I am? Like, how do you develop mm -hmm. relationships within the community? That's a good word. And within the community, how did you, how do you build relationships in that? How do you not feel alone in this? Cause I assume it maybe felt lonely at times too. For sure. For sure. Dude. That's a beautiful question. Um, so definitely, like I said, the loneliness was there. That's why I self isolated for three months because I didn't know how to talk to anybody about it. Um, but then, uh, you know, fortunately living in LA, you know, like we are much more of a spiritual people. And so like, there's, you know, there's like much more openness about it. And one of my friends, she is a tarot card reader. And so I was like, I feel called to talk to you. I need like a reading, what is happening? Cool. So she does this reading and then I am telling her what I'm experiencing. Mind you, I didn't know anything about like being a medium at this point. And so um, I'm telling her about it and like my experience and how I'm feeling and she's pulling mm. these cards and like, I just start like crying because I feel wow. so seen in this inexplicable experience. Yeah. And then as I'm getting ready to go, she says to me, she was like, um, maybe you can reach out to this girl that I know. She is a um, medium and she's a mentor and maybe you can like reach out to her. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. So, so you didn't know okay, what a medium sure. was at that point. You just knew something was different. No. Oh. I, I knew events were occurring within yeah. my <laughs> um, And so I was like, okay. And so like I took the information and then it wasn't until about a month later, like spirit will send you signs to put yeah. you on the path you're supposed to be on. 
And right. so like, I'm rapidly reading, I'm rapidly Googling. And then this thing came up as I was Googling um, and it talked about a medium. And so I was like, what is that? And so I clicked on it and it was like, oh, how to communicate with spirits that have crossed over. And I was like, I have no interest in talking to dead people. I just no. want to understand why I'm hearing voices and feeling all this information. Cause I was like, right. I'm very psychic. Right. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And so I did a reading for my dad actually was my very first reading. He was wow. so open to it and did a reading. And then after that, I hit up the mentor a month later and set up an appointment. And then like, when she called me on the phone, um, she was like, Hey, and I was like, you know, I wanted to like set up an appointment to like get some spiritual counseling. Cause that's what the sure. was spiritual counseling. And then she was like, okay. And she was like, well, she was like, it feels like you're here for spiritual counseling. Um, but I think you might be a medium. First thing she said to me. Wow. And so she like, sensed it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then we had our first session at the end of it. She was like, you are a natural born medium and wow. you need to develop these gifts. And so then that was my first mentor. And then I got a second mentor. And then I went to um, the LA school for spiritual arts and did my certification course as a professional certified medium. And that is a whole other wow. like experience for sure. So there's a governing body for, for, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, the thing, this is what you learn on Deep Door Tonight. People tell you to yeah. listen to the show. That's yeah. incredible. So, like, we'll get, we'll get to that too, then. Because uh, I saw for it sure, was something sure. and I wrote it down and I spelled it wrong. I'm not even going to bother. But there are a group <laughs> of, oh, man, yeah, I definitely spelled it wrong. But there seems to be like a lot of, um, I'm not going to bother because I forgot the name of it. But it was uh, like certain institutes, there's research centers. Um, yeah. And I saw that looking at, um, that's why I looked at a lot of the research, you know, so mm -hmm. I have something to actually talk about there. Um, I, but I can't, they do like this grants, people getting funded training programs, yeah. which is fascinating to me. And, um, from what you were telling me, you mentioned earlier, like that you liked superheroes growing up and everything like that. And again, I don't mean this offensively to anybody watching this, mm -hmm. but this almost sounds like the X-Men when they start to realize that they're mutants, you know, and then they have to kind of channel It's a nerd talk here, guys. I'm a big, I like the X-Men. I had a crush on Psylocke. That was my first childhood crush. Anyway, um, yeah. yeah, this is a cartoon character, but no hips. Anyway, um, so it, this almost sounds like an X-Men thing. And like, she was like your Professor X or people that you met through our life with like your Professor X. Seriously. That's awesome. Seriously. Man. So the, so you went into the program after that to get, I guess, licensed mm -hmm. or certified. So, um, yeah, actually, like, it's so funny. I call her like my Dumbledore is what I call her. I'm like, this is mm. like Hogwarts in L.A. Yeah. Uh, and never, so, never saw like, Harry Potter, by the way. Yo, oh, dang, you missing out. Okay, well, she'd never be like, it. she'd be Professor X then. So, and, yo, go ahead, go with your reference. It's, it's popular yeah, yeah. enough that I get, I get the references. Yeah, no, she was for sure. Yeah. And so what I did is I signed up for a, mind you, I had no training at all. Uh, sure. But I was like, I got to do something. And so I signed up for a beginner's mediumship course. And so sign up for the course, paid the money. And it was like a Saturday event from nine to five, where you spent the day going through a rubric and you were around other people who were practicing mediums or interested in it. And so it was part of like, like she's so thorough, like she meets you one-on-one -on -one and then she sits with you. She reads your energy. She taps into your field and sees like, if you're more psychic, if you have mediums with abilities, like she goes through all of this. And then she puts you in like these group settings to like, yeah. and gives you these examples and see what comes through for you and so i was like okay this is going to be great so i was looking forward to it all month 
And then the time actually came and I get an email saying that it was canceled. Oh, and I was no like, uh, okay, cool. What am I going to do now? Yeah. And so um, she was like, well, you know, I can give you a refund or you can go to another one. And at the time my schedule didn't work out. So like the universe is definitely funneling, right? And yeah. my schedule didn't work out. And so I was like resistant to it. And I was like, <laughs> actually, can we just do a mentorship? And mm -hmm. can like, instead of like me getting a refund, can we just book four sessions with the refund, with the money? And she was yeah. like, yeah. So we started meeting weekly. And we met once a week and the, the very, yo, I never forget this, the very first call. She was like, just like meditate before you hop on the call and then right. we'll talk about everything. I was like, okay, cool. So meditated, I was good to go. So we hop on the call and then um, she was like, hi, Jamal, how are you? And I was like, I'm good. And she was like, um, it's nice to meet you. She was like, you know, we'll see what abilities you have. We'll see if you're more psychic, if you're, if you're more medium, if you're both. And I was like, okay, great. And she was like, I have um, Heidi here to, uh, for you to read. And I'm like, mm. what? Because in my Heidi? mind, I, yeah. Because okay. I was like, what do you mean? And so like in mm. my mind, I thought it was just going to be she and I informational, right? Like, mm. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm trying to mm. figure it out. Mm. And instead she was just like, I have another person on three-way. She's going to come on. You're going to connect to her energy and you're going to give her a reading right now. Yo, so she threw you right in the game. Seriously. And so <laughs> I was like, I was freaking out. Yeah, and sure. I was like, okay. And so the girl comes on the call and I take up to 30 seconds to center myself and connect with her energy. And then immediately I get a name of a person in her life that is living. Hmm. And so then I start to give her all this information. And like by the end of the call, like the girl is like, so blown away and overwhelmed and um my mentor hillary she says to me she was like have you are you working as a medium and i was like no and she was like why did you sign up for the beginner course and i was like because Crazy. i had nowhere else to start and she was like you actually don't need the beginner course at all no. she was like you're more advanced than you realize and she was like and honestly after we finish like several sessions together you won't need any more training you'll be ready to practice like that is what she saw in me the very first day. And she's been doing it for 10 years and her school has been open for like yeah. almost a decade. And wow. so I was like, wow. And then went through that process. And by the end of it, I we had weekly readings. She put random people on three-way mm -hmm. and I never met them, didn't know who they were, but I met them the day of over the phone, gave them a reading. And like every week we did that and um, it got more and more complex. And um, I earned my certification as a professional medium that way. That's incredible. You said a lot here, you know, because I thought you had to be in the room with the person. You had to touch them like TV tells you and all mm -hmm. of these things. I didn't know you could do it over the phone. That's that's even more interesting and almost scary because it's literally like a superpower, man. And like it's your story, energy. more nerd shit, man. You sound like Gene Gray from X-Men, you know, or energy. There or Harry Potter? Was he like that? I don't know. I, I, I used to fall asleep every time my roommate in college put Harry Potter on. I always fell asleep. But yeah, <laughs> I, I never got into it. So wow. So you were kind of like basically a superstar. You just didn't know it yet. It was just all mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. wow, wow. So from wow. So from there, where did where did where, how did you go about regular life at that point? Because now you have yeah. more control. You can harness certain things. Mm -hmm. What were your regular interactions with people like at that point? They get it affected. Um, they, yeah, they, once I like settled out, um, it'd be very interesting because it was like I was balancing 
two worlds at once. So like yeah. I work in healthcare and right. I was at work one day and I was, um, and I worked in a procedural area at the time. And so we're doing a procedure and the lights start flickering. And then I get this mm. sense of energy. So like my senses start going off. I have like these mm. somatic cues. And for me, like my skin will start to feel warm or it'll feel like tingling. Yeah. Um, and, or like, I'll get like a rush in my gut and like, I'm like, okay, it's a spirit energy close by. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so as I look around, I see this like male in his thirties leaned up against the wall and no one else right. is seeing this because I'm externally clairvoyant. So like I see spirit, how I see you. Right. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> I was like, nobody else knows this is happening. And so he comes into the procedure room and he tells me, he was like, you need to come with me. I'm leaving today. And I'm like, in my mind, and so like, tell and like, again, like open your mind to it, like, but telepathically, mm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, I'm leaving today. Mind you, in the physical world, I am in a procedure. I have well, all my workers around me. <laughs> I'm at work. There's a patient on the table. You have to pay attention. And I am like balancing two different worlds. Like the yeah. spiritual world is coming at me and the physical yeah. world is coming at me. So, so I that guy was, was like, rude. Yeah, because like spirit, <laughs> spirit gets pushy when they see a medium, yeah. they get pushy. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't, I have to. And I told them, I was like, I have boundaries. I'm focusing on this patient right now. And then like through that, he flickers the lights. I kid you not, shuts the room completely down. We had to switch to a different room. And then wow. after that, I was like, okay, let me finish what I'm doing. If you will chill out and yeah. I will follow you. And so he was like, okay. And so then... And it, it's just like, when I hear it out loud, it just sounds so coconuts, but like, this is my no, real life. It's your real reality. And, uh, um, and so I was like, okay, so the, so the procedure, no, it, it really, at first no. I was like, what, am I going crazy? No. Um, and so the procedure finished and I was like, okay, I'm going to follow you. Just tell me where you want to go. And so he started leading me to the ICU. And so as I'm walking towards the ICU, there are like, physical humans lined up along the hallway to the ICU. And I'm like, what is happening? This is so weird. Yeah. And so I was like, whatever. And so like, Wait, are I get they really the, there? These are like, yeah, these are like physical humans, like okay. Okay. real body humans. And gotcha. so I get to the patient's room and his nurse is there and I'm like, Hey, you know, what's going on? And by this time, the spirit, the male spirit that found me was in his room, like standing beside his physical body that was in a coma. That's incredible. And wow. so I asked his nurse and I was like, what's going on? And mind yeah. you, when he came to me, he was like, come on, I'm leaving today. And I was like, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. And yeah. so I asked his nurse in the real world, I was like, you know, what's going on? And she was like, he's leaving today. He's having his organs donated. And I was like, okay. And she was like, did you know him? And in my mind, I'm like, he came to me and told me yeah. he was leaving today. But yeah. in like my like physical, like material world, I'm like, no, you know, just checking in, you know, X, Y, Z, yeah. you know, like I, I made something up, but yeah. during the workday, you know, one of the reasons why I am transitioning out of healthcare and stepping into being a medium full time, because like every day at work, working in a hospital, like yeah. you can imagine how bombarded I get. Yeah. And so it's like, imagine. if I'm working a 12 hour shift, there are mm -hmm. days where if I'm too open, I've worked 24 and 12. That's got to be draining. And and go back to your story. It's weird too. Not weird. It's funny because I'd be like, who the fuck is this guy just walking in here? This random ass yeah. man. <laughs> you know yeah. That clearly works here. Like, so what is he doing? You know? Yeah. But yeah. I can't imagine how crazy that is to have to balance all of that at work and how mm -hmm. tiring this is because I'm going to assume that you have a gas tank 
and you can only do but so much before you're completely yeah. burnt out. Right? Yeah. yeah. And like nobody knows it's happening. And that's the <clears> big, that's one of the biggest things. So does this affect your mood? Like if you're, um, so um, again, no offense, ladies. So, but if this is like a lady, right? A woman, right? Because mm -hmm. um, biologically you can't do this. And if I'm dating my girl or a woman and she has these abilities, Mm -hmm. And she's just completely coming in the house on some left shit. I may make the mistake of saying, what are you on your period or something like that? Like, mm -hmm. like you get like that kind of drained, kind of kind of random. Like when you talk to somebody and you're drained, do you get yeah. moody? Do you get like randomly kind of snappy at people? Or do you get a little more recluse and you withdraw? Like, how does that work? Yeah. You are overwhelmed and you have a partner or you're with your family or you're at work. Like, how do you, what, what does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, so, you know, it goes, everything just like ties back to itself. And so it goes back to being developed and underdeveloped. When I was underdeveloped, I would experience a lot of those like frustrations or emotional lability. Like, for example, I was sitting before I understood what was going on, you know, I was sitting next to a girl and she was telling me a story about her brother that had passed away. So I'm listening. And then halfway through the story, I felt this feeling like I was about to burst into tears. Mind you, uh -huh. I met, I knew this girl for like two weeks. So yeah. like, what? And so when it came up in my body and I, I was like, I feel like I'm about to cry. And it got to the mm. point, my eyes were watering and I had to tell her, I was like, hey, I was like, I gotta take a minute and step away from the conversation because I feel like I'm about to cry and I don't understand why. And then she uh -huh. turns to look me in my eyes and her eyes are wet. And she says to me, those are my tears. I've been trying not to cry this whole time. And That's I great. told her, I was like, well, you need to cry because I got to get yeah. it out of my body. And I, and so when you don't have a way to develop or protect yourself energetically, you just assume everybody's bullshit. So like if someone's having a really crappy day at work and I'm not like practicing energetic hygiene and taking care of myself, I'm going to start to assume that energy. And now I'm frustrated. Now I'm rattled. Logically, I was having a great day. Emotionally, yeah. I'm ready to fight. Wow. This sounds yeah this sounds hard i'm not gonna lie to you like this sounds like a it is very hard <laughs> difficult uh life to kind of navigate and you still have to live in this world mm -hmm. that you physically live in so you still have right. certain parameters that you have to kind of function within to be normal you know and not look mm -hmm. like like you said you might be ready to fight and i highly doubt you can go and punch the patient's parent you know, that's getting <laughs> you know, um, so have you ever been in a situation at work? And then for me, I want to get into like the actual procedure, you know, not too much because I'm terrified, but like, just give me the, <laughs> give me the outline. Um, have you ever walked into a room and you know, no, this kid is going to die or his patient. I work with children, but I know you work other places. Have you ever walked into a room? Let's use, uh, you can use this, the family members, are the, members are there. They're mm -hmm. hoping that this patient is going to make it. Have you ever walked into a room and knew? This isn't going to happen for this patient. This patient's going to pass and wanted to tell the family members, or is it something that you just kind of got to keep quiet until mm -hmm. we actually call it, you know, or the doctor calls it? Yeah. Um, I will say, I, I fortunately, um, I have more of the opposite. Like when you work in healthcare, they always tell you, you know, you get this sense if patients are going to pass or not, right? Yeah. And so like, I've gotten that sense, but it's never come to me in terms of like, in a clear audience way where I was told this, or it never came okay. to me in a psychic or a mediumistic way. What does happen though, is mm -hmm. I am, I usually find patients who are needing hope and encouragement 
and like love and reassurance. And so what does happen is, for example, I walked into this patient's room. I was working with adults at the time. I walked into the room. I know, right? They're the worst. Just kidding. They are. They stink. And I walked into her room and I didn't even know this woman. And immediately I walk in and I was like, ooh. I was like, I'm getting a lot of masculine energy because like the energy shifts and like the pressure on my skin. I was like, this feels very masculine. And Mm. then I looked at her and at the head of her bed was standing like this six foot tall black male figure, gray hair, beautiful teeth, slender build. And and I was like, I was like, I think this is her grandpa. And so... And so like, then he starts like communicating with me, telling me to take care of my baby girl, take care of my baby girl. And mind you, like from a healthcare perspective, I'm picking her up for a procedure. So like I'm going through my medical spiel. He's in my left ear. She's in my right ear. I'm trying to keep all of the lines straight. And then eventually I was like, "Mm," I was like, I, and granted, thank God I live in California. Hmm. And I was like, I'm feeling a lot of masculine and male energy around you. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, oh really? And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, um... I was like, did your grandfather cross? And then Mm -hmm. she was like, yeah. She was like, I have been thinking about him all night. And I was like, well, I was like, I was like, well, know that um, he's here with you now. And I was like, he's watching over you. He's telling me to take care of you and that you are going to be fine. And she was like, oh, okay. And then like people need evidence. Like there's this there's a group of mediums called evidential mediums. And so I told her and I was like, okay, I was like, your grandpa, I was like, he's about six foot tall, gray hair, slender build, like nice teeth. And she was like, that is exactly him. And I'm like, well, he's here with you now. I was like, so you know that this is real. And like, she starts crying. And then like, I feel the energy in my body and the nurse that I was like transporting with, like she started crying too. So like, I get more of that. And For me, that is the point of working as a medium. Like it all goes back to like the clarity, the closure, the healing, like, like it is through love. Like that is, and it sounds like very, you know, it sounds very like cliche, but like love is seriously the strongest vibration that we all have from day one. We talk about God's love and we talk about the love for each other. And it's through that that you're able to really achieve such a developed sense of being a medium. So like when people find me, I always say thank you for finding me because this tells me like you're needing hope or direction or reassurance. And I had the privilege to connect you to someone from the other side who can offer you that. So I get more of that. Wow, It's so amazing because again, like for me, as as I mentioned many times, it's something that I've willfully closed myself off to, but there have been times, Mm -hmm. and again, I don't think I'm necessarily special, but there have been three scenarios man, where I'll just give you two. I was in South Carolina in Charleston one time with uh, my girl and or my ex-girlfriend and my boy. And we just mm-hmm. driving around and I'm in a good mood. I'm in Charleston. We about to get drunk, party, yada, yada, yada. And we drive by this one part and, bro, I immediately get anxious. I'm sweating mm-hmm. and I, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, I want to get mm-hmm. the fuck out of here. And, and it was like that level of like, I got to go. And my mm-hmm. girl sitting next to me and she's like, yo, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. And, you know, I'm claustrophobic so there's times where if i'm like in the back seat of a small car i'll look anxious or something like that mm-hmm. this was something different and as we're driving around there i think i actually told you this story but my boy is like just you know talking about the town this is where they dropped off the slaves and right mm-hmm. here was the marketplace <clears throat> and i felt all of that shit and i was like that makes sense i don't want to be here you know mm-hmm. and because who the hell know my grandfather might have been here or my great great whatever the number would be 
and what they call it, generational kind of like trauma, or whatever they yeah. call it. And I felt that, bro. And that's why I know there is something extra. You know, I'm like I said, I'm willfully closed off to it. I'm cool. God forbid I had your ability, bro. I, I would have jumped into the fucking water. <laughs> you know, like that would have been it for me. You know, or yeah. I had another time I was at a pancake house up up in the Boston area with my one of my best friends. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just eating the pancakes. I'm like, yo, Mike, something don't feel right here. This feels weird. And just happened to be, we was in Salem. And he was like, oh, this is where they had all the witch trials. And I'm like, I don't mm -hmm. want to fucking be here, bro. Like, get, get, and mm -hmm. it's like, there is that kind of, it's there, man. It's I've never been a person to say it's not. It doesn't exist. I'm not going to call you. Great. I'm sure some people will be like, yo, you're full of shit. I'm sure that's happened, you know. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. Right. And for me, that is, this is, I think, why I'm more pro not knowing shit because i know it's there and like i said i'm totally fine living in this matrix you know um i don't know man it's just thinking about that just even like when my mother my mother passed um in 2008 and she used to sit at this table and she would smoke a weed there that's what she would sit my mom was an arm and two my mom would sit there smoke mm -hmm. her butt right she can't get in trouble for it now right she would sit there smoke her butt right and yeah. um she was terrified of cats my mom's terrified of cats and when i got mr rodriguez who was my cat he would go over to where she used to sit and just look up and I couldn't distract mm -hmm. him. I couldn't do nothing. And it freaked me out. Cause I'm like, well, if my mother's there and she can see me, she's seen a lot of shit in this apartment. You know what I'm saying? This couch is filthy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Those things, it's, it's, it's intimidating and scary, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to me, bro. But it's mm -hmm. scary. You hear mm -hmm. how my voice kind of pitched up. It's, it's, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> it's no, a I, lot. I, I, I felt it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, like that. So like, that is exactly what when I say getting a sense of what your personal energy is like, like you gave the perfect example, you mm -hmm. were riding in the car, you were completely fine, having a good day, you were excited. So like, in that moment, you had established a frequency that you were working with that day. And mm -hmm. then once you got close to that marketplace, it is when your energy changed. And that is when you knew that something was creating an impression upon you and changing like yeah. your personal frequency at that time. And so uh, that is such a beautiful example of why it's so important to practice energetic mm -hmm. hygiene, why it's so important to understand what's mine and what's not. Because when those moments happen, especially as a medium, I know, okay, cool. Like this isn't me, for example, like some spirits will come through and like they'll, the first introduction they'll make is like whatever their emotions are. And so I was having a conversation just like this with a friend over um, Google Meet. And then immediately I felt anxiety. I felt mm. guilt. I started to feel pressure in my body. And at that point, I knew um, how to work with my gifts. And so I asked her and I was like, hey, I was like, do you mind if I take a second? I was like, there is some energy pushing in. And I was like, I don't want to see what this is. And so she was like, yeah, no problem. And so I sat with it and I took a second. And immediate, I'm very clear audience, which means I have clear hearing. And so immediately, I powers, man. <laughs> and so like, I get um, the name Ronald. Mm. And so I was like, huh, that's weird. And so mm. I asked her and I was like, who's Ronald? Mm. And she immediately burst into tears. And it was her grandfather who had taken his own life that oh, year no. prior. Oh. And so when he came through, I felt all of those feelings that he had in his body before he took yeah. his own life. And I knew they weren't mine because I had already oh, established no. a frequency. And yeah. when the information came through, um, I was able to tell her, but some people aren't clear audience. So sometimes all people get 
like you are mm-hmm. the emotions first because they're the easiest thing that we acquaint ourselves with every yeah. day. Um, yeah, you can right, talk right. yourself out of a thought, but you can't talk yourself out of a feeling, right? Yeah, I wish you could, man. Trust me. I, that, I've had some so painful nice. moments. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so wow. it's, it, it's exactly like that. And so I knew I was like, okay, these emotions aren't mine. And I'm grateful I know what to do with them. But when you have moments where you're open and you have emotions that aren't yours and you don't know what to do with them, you become overwhelmed. Then you remove yourself from your body. You start to intellectualize. You shut down your sensitivities and your ability to feel, to connect. And then that's it. Right. So how do you toe the line between being medium and a therapist? Because I'm sure you have to have some of the therapeutic parts of this. Uh, you know, if you want to also, yeah. you can tell me what a session with you was like, like, because I know people that get, like I said, are going to want to contact you. What is a session yeah. like with Mr. Jamal Lewis? And you better get it now because this man's about to be famous. He's going to be with Kevin Yo. Hart soon. So get your shit together. Yo, seriously. <laughs> um, so I offer three different readings. I offer a crossover loved ones reading where just like it states, I connect you to a loved one from the other side. And it could be anyone that has crossed over. I have no control in that. I just give you what I'm get, what I get. Um, the second reading I offer is a personal spirit guide reading, which is one of my favorites. It makes me light up. Um, and personal spirit what guides are what people often refer to as like guardian angels. Okay. And during this reading, it's usually someone who comes to me and they're like, I am at a crossroads in my life. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to leave this relationship or I just left one and I don't know how I was due. I just quit my job. Maybe I need to quit my job. I maybe need decision helping if I need to move or not because like X, Y, and Z. And so with that, I tap into like their spirit network and their personal spirit guides come through and they offer insight and information how to move along with their life. And then the third reading um, I offer which I also love is intuitive coaching. And Mm. this reading Mm. is reserved for people who um, want to practice energetic hygiene. So it's for anybody. So like, if you think you might be psychic, intuitive coaching reading, think you might be a medium, intuitive coaching reading. If you just want to figure out how to navigate your energy, make it work for you and create a life where you become so good at manifesting high quality experiences, that is for you. So it is literally for anyone. Um, and I see a lot of different people through intuitive coaching. Some people want to develop and some people want to say, okay, like I want to start living a life where good things happen to me, where I feel better, where I have higher quality experiences, where I start to get the things that I deserve. And so during that reading, um, I psychically read your energy and then I identify where you have energetic blocks. And we talk about that and I tell you what I'm sensing. Like, for example, I worked with a girl and immediately when I came on, I I could see that her throat chakra was blocked. And then on her right side, I could see that she had masculine energy that was connected to her solar plexus over here. And so I'm like, okay, immediately tapping into your energy, I see your throat chakra is blocked, which tells me you have difficulty speaking your truth. You have difficulty like telling people how you feel and you suppress your voice, you suppress your sense of self. And I was like, and I also sense and see that there is masculine energy that has caused more of that suppression of your sense of self. And it's tied to your solar plexus, which tells me 
that you are unable to advocate for yourself and it diminishes your confidence because your solar plexus is that place of I can. It's how you can go out into the world. It's your capability. And so seeing that there was masculine energy attached to that lets me know yeah. that there was a man in her life that yeah. took away her power and that she had a history of that. And so that was in the first 10 seconds of sitting with her. And it was, and so that set the foundation. And then the rest of that was just all from coaching intuitively. Yeah. And then we worked through it. And like, that is how people grow and develop and learn to balance their energy. So you can find a lot of help here. Like it, listening to that, it almost mm -hmm. sounds like you can maybe even help somebody with a phobia, you know, or a little Seriously, like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. And I want people to contact you. I'll put all your contact information down because yeah, I love that. Clear, you clearly love what you do, you know, even though it seems like <laughs> yeah. it took you path to get here and you may still be, yeah. you may become super sane at some point and really just, mm -hmm. you know, you may not be done developing yourself. Right. Um, I hope so. That's awesome. I hope man. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. so here's a question that I do have for you. Yeah. Have you ever done a reading? You don't got to get into specifics on this one because I'm terrified. Have you ever done a reading that has left you scared for somebody else? Hmm. Can't say, no, I've never done a reading that has left me afraid for somebody else. I have had readings where a lot of heavy things came through yeah. that I found myself sending them love and sending them light and healing afterwards because awesome. a lot came up. Like, um, just yeah. to be brief, there was a woman who came to me, her friend had crossed over, and she didn't know if he was murdered or if he died from natural causes because there was a lot involved. And so going through this reading and getting the evidence and information from the other side to him, a lot came up because like there was a lot of healing because she got information that he was not like murdered, right. Right. but it was also like that healing that happens after you get the information. And those are big feelings, right? There is. Um, and so I found myself praying for her and sending her love and light after the fact because like I can only do so much like my job as a medium is to start you off in the right direction, but it is up to you to be empowered and equipped with the tools sure. to finish yourself off. I see a lot of parallels with like therapy and, you know, traditional mm -hmm. mental therapy and everything like, cause again, yeah. I'm giving you the tools, but you gotta apply them, you know? You gotta um, apply them. Wow. So what does TV get wrong? Um, oh, that's, dang, that's such a good question. What does TV get wrong? And I'm, I'm, and, and I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna actually play a clip, two clips. Yeah. And I want you to react to them. Hopefully, remember I asked you yesterday about the screen sharing mm -hmm. thing, practice mm -hmm. with, with wifey yesterday. I don't know if I got it right or not, <clears throat> but we're gonna try. Yeah. But first, what, what before I even do that, what does TV get wrong and what does TV get right? Yeah, ooh, okay, so I feel like I think as a medium and watching it, TV gets it wrong in the sense it kind of paints us all as like making things up or, you know, yeah. you'll hear where it says um, we call it cold or hot readings. Okay. And so like with a cold or hot reading, you know, like they, you're accused of like reading somebody's body language or right. picking up on like their mannerisms and going off of that or just generalizing them. Like maybe like most people have a grandparent that has passed. And so like easy to be like, oh, I'm sensing that one of your grandparents has passed. Yeah. And so, yeah. and then like, if someone's like really needing that reading, they're yeah. going to give in to that. They'd be like, yeah, oh, my grandmother has passed. And I'm like, okay, 
because I have your grandmother here with me and she's showing me an image of you as a little girl. Everybody was a child at one point. Right, and right. you know what I mean? And so they're like, <laughs> and so they're like, and she wants me to tell you that she loves you and that she supports you. And yeah. it seems like you have a really, you're going through a hard time right now. Yeah, they're going through a hard time. They've paid the money to find someone to talk to people who have crossed over. So yes, their life right. is very hard right now. Right, right, right. So all of those things can be, it, it's just, it's sad. It's, like it's really of sad. You, yeah, you're, you're, when you manipulate people. Yeah, and you're using somebody's pain. It's sort of like why, not exactly the same, not the same at all, actually, but people that traffic in people's pain is kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah. I find a lot, of, excuse me, a lot of pastors are like that. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of these relationship cultures, manosphere, and all of this stuff as well. Well, I, I personally have tapped in on certain parts of it. I never got involved because I don't want to traffic in, because I was that person too. I had a situation where I hated women at one point, not like as mm -hmm. humans, but relationship wise and when i found certain things that catered to what i wanted to hear oh yeah i feel that way too like you said right oh i feel that right. way too oh i feel that way too and then it yeah. just put me in more of a rage you know until i had to figure out not all women are crazy 84 percent are but there's a 16 percent that, <laughs> that are not bad you yeah. know what I'm saying? yeah so yeah that's that's true i do see that on tv a lot actually you know it's actually a clip i should have yeah. brought up a movie came to my mind so I'm going to play one clip. Let's see if we get okay. this right. So I want you to look at this scene here and okay. tell me what they get right and tell me what they get wrong. Okay. If I can get it to play. God damn it. All right. <laughs> what you get right and tell me what you get see wrong. Oh, I've got a plan. You see, I figured this thing out. There's something we can do. All we got to do is we can... Look at me. Look at me. Patricia? Orlando, is that you? Patricia, where are you at? I can't hardly see. Here. She, she's here. In front of you. I'm right here. Damn, baby, what you do to your hair? Orlando, you like it? It's all. Any truth to that? Like, how ridiculous is that? Or wow. how, like, what did you draw from that? That's from the movie Ghost, so I don't want nobody coming after me who owns that yeah. property. Ross Boy ENT has $17 in the bank, so if you want to sue me, it's yours. You can have it. <laughs> Yo, um, so believe it or not, that is 100% accurate. Really? I thought that was more for comedic value. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. So what that is called as a medium, it's called blending. Mm. Um, and so if you're curious, you can go on Google and type in blending mediumship and what blending is, um, it's twofold like that. What you saw is called trance mediumship is what you watched it be demonstrated. And then mm -hmm. the experience of that is called blending. So what blending is, is like whenever you connect with the spirit that is closer from the other side, they blend their energy with you, which is how if you listen to any of my readings, you'll hear I get a sense of their personality. I get a sense of their emotions. I get a sense of how they cross. Um, and so the more developed you are, the higher you're able to blend with spirit and their experience superimposes onto yours. And wow. with trance mediumship, when you blend to like 97%, right, if you want to quantify it, it becomes trance mediumship where that spirit that you're connecting with 
has the ability to come to the forefront and you like you recede and they're able to speak through you in first person. There wow. is evidence that shows they're able to like do certain like physical functions. They're able to see and feel and hear and talk to you. So like through developed trans mediumship, no. spirit is able to embody the medium and like speak through them as if they're there, just like you saw in that video. So that wow. encompassed blending accurately and it encompassed trans mediumship. So you kind of become like an avatar, like the holy yeah, avatar. Yeah, you do. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, yeah. Just, and the and that the energy, like it, when you first start like practicing and working with blending as a medium, it yeah. kind of it it's a lot. You know, like whenever we call it like chills, like you know, it's like ooh, you're like ooh, I've got the chills. Yeah. You know, everybody's experienced yeah. that. It feels like that when um, the energy steps into your space. And so wow. sometimes like during a reading, when I'm connecting with um, someone who has crossed over and they get like this, like I see it in a room and they get this close to me. And mm -hmm. when they trust me enough to blend, it will just like be super imposing to my body. And so like, I will get that oof feeling like, because like wow. now, like their entire experience is superimposed onto mine. So yeah, that was very That's... accurate. Fascinating. Wow. Okay. So I thought there mm -hmm. would be some comedy added to that. All right. Well, I got another one. This one's a little bit yeah. longer, but yeah. um, let's see. Yeah. And this one is, this it, is definitely, it's from Martin. So it's, it's comedic, but it's from my favorite show, Martin, like I said. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a little bit longer. It's almost two minutes, but. Hey kids, come get y'all candy. Kids. Who was it? Nobody. What you mean? Nobody. <laughs> Cool, it's just some wind. Martin, wind does not knock on the door. Maybe it was old man Ackerman coming back from the grave. Yeah, and you probably just let him in. Stop it, all right? Hey, you guys, let's try and reach him. Who? Old man Ackerman. Come on, we're gonna have a seance. Oh, no, we're not. Oh, yes, we are. Okay, now everybody repeat after me. Kanda strata mantos. Kanda strata Nosferatus. Nosferatus. What is she speaking, man? Mexican? Cone. They're occult words. Look, we shouldn't be messing with this occult. Oh, Tommy's this way. Keep your hand on the boy. Wait a minute. I feel something. You're trying to get through. We welcome you. Come back. Kanda, Mantosa, Kanda, Nosferatus. Wait, wait, look, you're spelling something out. Look. Who are you? Speak to us. Tell us your name. Oh, y'all feel that? Just got real cold in here. A, C, E, R, M, A, N. Ackerman. I made contact, y'all. I made contact. <laughs> Yo. What, what do you get from that? From that ridiculous? Oh, it's a it's a funny it's a funny scene, man. Ridiculousness. <laughs> so that is what people often think about when um, they think of connecting with spirits. They think of like Ouija boards, seance speaking yeah. in some foreign language and yeah. like honestly like 
I, you, you don't like, Hey, I personally don't even believe in ghosts. If that tells you anything. And I feel like that is, that's the whole thing of like contacting ghosts and stuff, because like, oh. what are you connecting to? What is your mm -hmm. purpose and intention for all of this? And like, mm -hmm. how does it, yeah, that is what is situated. Yeah. Yeah. And so people see that and they're like, oh, demonic, ghost, seance, right, right. witchcraft, right. voodoo, da, da 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 da. And I'm like, it is the complete opposite. Like what you saw in Ghost is like what mm -hmm. it's like. So on a scale of one to ten, realistically, what would you give mm -hmm. that clip for Martin? Oh, I would give it a I'd give it a three for accuracy and a ten for comedic intent. Oh, see, I would give it a 10 on that. So, and Ghost, you would give a 10 out of 10? Yeah, Ghost is, like, really accurate. Like, yeah, like, how she, how how her and Patrick Swayze work together. So, like, if you watch that movie, you will see that, like, mm -hmm. Whoopi Goldberg is very clear audience. So, she hears Sam talking mm -hmm. to her, but no one else can hear him. And then she's also externally clairvoyant because she sees Sam as if he has physical presence in the room and nobody else can see him. And so, like, those are two of my gifts. I demonstrate mediumship and experience it that same way. So like when I watch that movie, I actually get a sense of comfort and I feel seen. Yeah, I was gonna wonder, I was gonna ask you, was that like a movie that you, oh, this is my story here, this, this identifies. I, Cause for I, me, it's, I it's odd, like I, I identify with um Will Smith actually, oddly enough, like skinny dude, grew up in a certain neighborhood, wasn't in the street, then grew up, mm -hmm. started rapping, wanted to be an actor, got a little more buff, started getting more girl, got a little more confident. I, I, obviously, that's his real life, just not a, well, I guess kind of fresh princey. Mm -hmm. But um, I identify with that a little bit more. Um, but his career actually went somewhere. But um, <laughs> like, it's funny how you can find like, you know, um, connection through art and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool that that, yeah. that connected to you. All right, well, there you yeah. have it, man. Um, Martin was full of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, no. But I, I will say, like, back in, like, the old days, like, 1700s and 1800s, like, mediumship, it had the, like, they practices, they practices, like, seance yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. like, the setup would be, like, the candles and, like, the, the intimate setting, but um, it's just been so distorted and, like, right. demonized. And, like, now yeah. it's not, I mean, everything grows, and, like, now mediumship is not like that. So, like, if you come do a reading for me, I'm not going to sage you. I'm not going to light 15 candles and speak in like a random no. language. I'm not going to mm. bring out a Ouija board. I'm not going to have tarot cards. You're going to sit in front of me. I'm going right. to read and sense your energy and we're going to have a yeah. conversation. It's like sitting on the couch. You're not going to have on like a special robe with glitter and no. shit like that? <laughs> no, at all. We're just going to be That's sitting all. down just yeah. like this. And so like I do all my readings virtually. Um, okay. And so during a reading, it starts exactly like this. You come on, I come on. And like, even now, like, as I see you, like, I get a sense of what your aura is like. Um, and like, that's just free information. And so like, mm -hmm. for you, as I am sitting with you, your aura is a mix of like, white and blue. And so like, the white tells me like, there is this connection to divinity or like spirit for you. And then the blue tells me that there is this intellectual and confident piece to you as well and so you automatically get a sense of what your aura is like and that that changes all of the time but it's right. like first information that you get you know so you're already downloading information or certain so that must help when you're dating or does it not oh. help you still run into fuck up oh so. <laughs> yeah oh you, you still run into them but you can clock it a lot sooner and so yeah. like you can see like i went on a date 
and halfway through the date like um his aura completely changed to pink and i was like oh you feeling me and like oh i I, yeah i can see it um and that was like that was like really really nice to see yeah i see it because it made you blush so i see that (laughs) i read your aura right there i saw you blush when you said that story All right. A little bit of technical difficulties there as we were bigging up the Riverside website um, app, but it's still a dope app. Listen, man, things happen. But back to this. So you said you saw the pink vibrations. Yeah. And then that meant that homie was feeling you. And yeah. that's a nice boost of confidence. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It It is really nice. But I try not to like I try not to uh, use, I guess, my abilities like often in that setting because like it's still important to yeah there you go, uh, sorry. <laughs> i see it it's still important to like use like your own sense of self to like navigate the world right it's kind of like how you've heard like in any superhero meal they say like use your powers for good and like they try and like live their life as a regular person only like do it when they need to because like it takes right. energy for sure but yeah it is it is a nice little tool especially like when you can't suss something out you're like mm, something's up yeah, it could help. I mean, I I don't know. I I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's arrogance, but I feel like I'm in a good standing regardless of who I go to. But I don't know. Yeah. I think that's just male ego shit, man, because <laughs> definitely do not have a 100% success rate. That's for sure. So, <laughs> so when you see the red flags, you really see the red flags. And if you choose to ignore it, then it's really your fault. And so to speak, I don't want to totally really my you, fault. Yeah. Have you yeah. done that? Um. No. So like what I will do is... Like, say I'm, like, sensing something that's off or something that's making me feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, I can't discern if it's, like, just, like, the emotional flurries you feel while dating and those insecurities that are activated. Or if I'm getting, like, information that makes me feel some kind of way. And so what I'll do, if I start feeling the way before I go to bed at night, I will talk to God. And I always say the same thing. And I say, God, please reveal what his truth is. And after that over the next several days it'll swing one way or the other and then i'll know but whenever i don't know how to interpret information i always say god please reveal what his truth is yo the and connection between is the fire. Is amazing. it's amazing yeah. because again growing up how i grew up and everything like that my mother i told you this before my mother always said don't get involved with this another reason why i'm like i don't want to know nothing about me i don't want nothing to do mm-hmm. with any of it right because it's just my own sorry but it's just my own like training kind of right but mm-hmm. when you say you talk to God, the way she would present this, what you what you do to me mm-hmm. is almost like um, it's almost like a wrong in terms of mm-hmm. God and everything like this. So when that's why I asked you at the beginning of this, um, you know, do you consider yourself a religious man? Um, but, but, you know, you gave your answer spiritual wise. Um, I don't know. I would just rate that that was kind of like opposing directions you know, yeah. and interesting that you. It's almost like this comedian made a joke. No, this porn star made a joke. And he was like, you know, it's the weirdest thing. If I'm on set and I can't get hard, I'm like, God, please give me hard. And it's like, bro, that's the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know Look, I mean? you just you just reach out. And for me, that's the biggest part of it. Like I for me, I feel like. You it is difficult to be a medium and not be connected to something that is higher than yourself, because it genuinely all comes from that space. And so my relationship with God was already there and working as a medium. I feel like 
I have gotten even closer to God, like my trust and my discernment mm. and like God's presence. I feel like I have come to know more intimately to the point where I can discern like God's voice from my voice. And, awesome. um, you know, cause it takes a lot of like, you, you just really have to be connected and guided to something higher than yourself to be able to say, Oh, I connect to something higher than me to give you like information. Like, God has to be, for me, God has been such an integral part of that. And I wouldn't be able to use my gifts and abilities the way I have been able to and help people if I didn't have God's hand on my back guiding me. That's beautifully said, man. Again, if I can do the chair here, I would give you the chair. Maybe <laughs> I'll put it in the post edit. I can do that. You know, yeah. Plan. Um, but yeah, so, okay. So I guess the way, okay. so when you are with a client, um, how does this go to the people who may not know or whoever mm -hmm. is out there listening? How does the process go? Yeah, great question. So like I said, most of my readings are done virtually unless I can accommodate a physical reading and it makes it great because people can do it all over the world whenever. Um, and so when it happens, we hop on the call and then I tell you my, I have an introduction that I give everybody. And so my introduction is, as a psychic medium, I work psychically, which allows me to sense and feel energy that is around you and in your auric field. And then the medium part allows me to connect to your higher spirit network, including those who have crossed over and your personal spirit guides. During the reading, I just ask that you answer yes, no, or maybe it's my job to work out the information presented to you. So like, don't feed the medium, you know, and mm -hmm throughout the reading, you know, I can't control what comes through or what messages they have for you, but I can guarantee that it's all out of love. And so once I establish that, then I take about 30 seconds to center myself. And so that looks like just me grounding. Um, I'll close my eyes and I'll just get quiet for up to 30 seconds and feel what impressions I'm getting. And then after those 30 seconds, usually around like for me, I've timed it. And usually around like the 10 second mark or so, I start to get impressions or pushing from the other side. And then the reading starts and it's a casual conversation just like this. I'm sitting like this. I look like this. You're sitting like this. You look like that. And then I we have the reading for 50 minutes and that's it. Five zero and or one five? Five zero. Okay. And right. like nice. during the reading, how I work is I see the you could call it like the spirit world in a way. Like I get the impressions. It's like a reading room and mm. that's what I call it. And so it's like this really big room. And then I see impressions of people almost like if you were to stare at a light bulb and how you close your eyes, you can still see like the glowing outline of it. That's yeah. how I see spirit energy. And but mm. I see them as like human shapes, forms, height, size, stature, like right. body habits. I see it that way. And so when I step into that space, the impressions or people that are closest to me is usually psychic information. And so it's like, it's very easy information to get because it's just like right here for me. And if it's a crossover loved one reading, I target my energy towards the back of the room because in the back of the room is where crossover loved ones sit and where your personal spirit guides sit. So for example, I did a reading for a girl two weeks ago and she mm -hmm. wanted a personal spirit guy reading. And so immediately when I connected, like right close to me was psychic energy about what she was going through in her life and like um, what she was needing. But then as the reading kept going on, I kept getting male energy from the back of the room. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, 
I was like, um, I told her and I was like, Hey, I was like, so I'm getting a lot of male energy for you from the back of the room, which tells me this is someone who has crossed over. I was like, do you mind if we connect with this male? And she was like, no, like, I think that's great. I was like, okay. And so I invited the male closer and he came closer. And I was like, this male figure is someone who is around your age in his thirties that is trying to connect you. Like, this doesn't make sense. And she was like, well, yeah, she was like, I kind of wanted to connect with a guy from high school that I was friends with that crossed suddenly and I didn't get a chance to be with him. And um, I was like, okay, so he's coming through now to talk to you, but he was lingering in the back. Um, and so it's like moments like that where I want to give everyone the opportunity to receive information. And so during a reading, if I say, oh, I feel a male figure like in the back of the room or I feel X, Y, and Z pushing through or like right here, X, Y, and Z, like it's because I see it in a really big room and i'll get images and so like i'll say i see the image of an umbrella and for me that's a symbol of someone taking care of another person or being responsible for another person and if if that umbrella moves or if it's raining that tells me that someone doesn't feel like they're being cared for or provided for um and during a reading i will also see film strips like as well and so like they'll play out the scenario for me and i'm like okay for example, I did a reading and it's on my um, page as well, where he was telling me that she needed to go work in the garden because he was going to send her signs in the garden. And so he showed me this film strip of her working in the garden. And I was like, he's showing me, you know, these images of you being in a garden. Do you have a garden? And she was like, oh, yeah, we always had a garden. I just planted some tomatoes. Wow. And I was like, OK, because he's showing me a film strip. So sometimes yeah. you just like never you never really know. Uh, what you'll get and part of developing as a medium is understanding what your symbols mean because the first time I saw an umbrella I was like why am I why are you showing me an umbrella spirit what does this mean and you got to learn lessons the hard way and now I know when I see an umbrella it means that there is something about someone being cared for taken care of or not taken care of that spirit wants to talk about wow that's pretty dope on a number of levels and you know that's (laughs) a You're doing good work. You know, I can tell you're, you're, help, you're helping. Wow. <clears throat> I can tell that you're really helping people get through really difficult times. I've lost many people, you know, and mm. um, I, I deal with death. Knock on wood. I don't want anybody to die as I say this, but I've, I deal with death fairly well. But um, I don't know. I, I see the. What happened? I, yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening. I see the thing. I, I see the um I see the way that it can heal people and help people. And yeah, you know, I think you're doing great work, man. And I'm gonna funnel as many people as I can to you, bro, because you know, I know people are interested in this and some people are on the fence about it. And maybe you have swayed or this has swayed people to come mm-hmm. to you, man. You know, and um yeah, I think you do that that was a cool story, man. Yeah. And it's weird because I'm gonna transition into something because I meant to ask you during the dating mm-hmm. part, have you ever had a um <laughs> Have you ever had a vision of something in the middle of, you know, doing doing the bad stuff mid pump, and you see like, a, <laughs> has that ever happened to you? <laughs> like, um, I I I actually have a, a story to tell you, but before mm-hmm. I do that, um, mm-hmm. as you were talking, I started to get an impression, and like, mm-hmm. I see the reading room, and like there is a female figure for know. you. I, I know, know. She's, she's in far back, but know, and so like she starts talking to me and like and I didn't I, don't want I just wanted to, I wanted to give you the opportunity um that she's in the very I'm far back of the room. I have no idea who it is or I'm what good. message that she has for you, but just wanted to know that impression started to come through when your heart started to open I'm up. Good. 
Well, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm good. <laughs> but I saw that translation. I don't want to know none of that shit, bro. Yeah. Uh... Maybe it's good. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I feel you because I saw it. I saw it. And you saw If you notice, I like started to look down. So I'm like, oh shit, what is he? What is he? What is he? What is he hearing? What is he saying? <laughs> I was, <laughs> bro, I don't want to know Yo. none of that shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, because but... it came through on my in my left ear and I was hearing because like immediately when you started talking about death, like the mm. first thing I heard was that spirit in the back of the room affirming you and was like, yeah, he does a great job with death. Um, but then she also told me that there is this component of death that you separate yourself from so that you don't have to yeah. feel the entirety of it. And, and in a way you are so good at it because you are so good at compartmentalizing it. But she told me, she was like, he doesn't let himself feel death all of the way. That's how okay. she came yeah, across to me. Possibly. Maybe that's why when I work where we work at and we lose people, even though I'm not emotionally attached to it, there is a sense of goddamn, And I'm able to, mm. one kid, one kid recently really kind of messed me up, but I'm able to kind of detach from that and mm -hmm. go to the left, you know, but, um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it, and I was like, oh, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wait, my senses are tingling." <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it too, man. I was like, "Oh shit, Blaze, what do you what do you got for me, man?" What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I she's still hanging it. out in the back of the room. That. You're welcome. You're welcome. Man, I'm, um, I'm and, and, that, that's, and and that's how it starts too, because like I never know. I just see mm -hmm. like the I'll get. I, it's usually it's two things. It's male or female. And that is about all I'll get. And I'm like, okay, I can tell you there's male energy in the back of the room, mm -hmm. there's female energy in the back of the room. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said at the beginning that ethics and mm -hmm. consent is huge. And yeah, so I... it is through your consent and it is through the consent of spirit because like even though their bodies aren't here, they maintain 100% of their personality, their that's life, true. their memory. Yeah. And so they have to be honored as well. And so that's the first thing I get. And like, if you acknowledge and consent that I can invite them closer, I will mm -hmm. then invite them closer and they move forward in the room. And that's when the blending right. starts because they get closer and closer and closer uh -huh. to me. And that's how we blend. But until before that blending happens, they're so far away because you have to be acknowledged in this experience. And then I have to acknowledge okay. spirit and spirit has to accept. So it's not this, oh, I got taken over by demons. It's like, yeah, there is yeah. a whole ethical and consent piece to That's it. That's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, so you saw it live here, people. You saw fear and all that stuff makes sense, but that was, <laughs> um, that was dope. That was dope. And I appreciate that. And, you know, it didn't scare me. Like, I'm, I'm kind of playing it up for the camera, even though I don't want to know. But, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I will tell you. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's, that's pretty dope. But, um, damn, you, you just said something that it made me want to ask you a question. Oh, um... Again, does this remove the, now I'm going to get a real deep question and you don't have to answer mm -hmm. this if you don't want to, obviously. Does this remove the idea of a heaven and hell thing or is this like a complete purgatory, so to speak? Oh, beautiful question. Honestly, I, with how we describe it, I'll just tell you how we describe it and like what we know in mediumship. So okay. In order to be able to function as a medium, you have to raise your vibration, which means like clearing out the ego, cleansing your energy, raising your vibration to get higher. And so you go up and then spirit energy, they have to lower their vibration in order to meet us halfway. And so we meet each other. And so it's work on both sides. And mm -hmm. like if spirit wasn't able to lower their vibration enough to meet you, or if you weren't able to raise yours enough to meet them, then you don't get a really great connection. Um, and so in that setting, I guess if I had to think about heaven or hell, if spirit has to 
lower their vibration and come down from where they are to meet mm -hmm. us, then mm -hmm. in a sense, I feel like everybody goes to heaven. Okay. I like that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if everybody's nice enough, but I get it. I guess not for me. Yeah. Judge, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, I, I def there's so many um, layers of things that we can go through because I have a million questions for you. Like I still have mm -hmm. ignorant questions like, you know, Reiki, astrology, psychic, y'all are like your own like MCU timeline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, like there's so many things that I want to get into. Like even with the dating, do you eventually tell your partner that you feel these things? Like, yo, that is how do you do that? So I have a media memos on dating and plus ones that I'll be releasing soon this week. Um, but cool. it uh, it's very interesting. And it will, like, I went on a date and he straight up told me, like, I mean, because you got to be upfront about it because the question comes up, what do you do for work? This is my job. This is what That's I do for work. Cool. And I can't lie about that. And so when you ask me what I do for work, I tell you I'm a medium and they're like, oh, what is a medium? And then I tell you what a medium does. And he straight mm -hmm. up said, I'm scared. And <laughs> he never spoke to me again after the date. That was done. Did you see his vibration change? See, I didn't even have, I, I didn't even bother tapping into his energy because I uh, want to give yeah. people a chance to be honest. Sure, sure. And but yeah, like that. you get that. Like, I have like, people tell me like, oh, what you're doing is down the wrong path and it's demonic. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but this is this exactly. This is like yeah. the way we were taught to be inside of the the coloring, right? I mean, inside mm -hmm. the lines of the coloring book. And um, okay, well, I'm gonna leave you soon. I'm not, wow, that's not a terrible city. I'm gonna end this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna end this 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 chat soon because I think we have a lot that we can run down, and we're on like an hour, about twenty minutes. Yeah. And I think it's a really, really. I think we tapped on certain things that you really explained very clearly and very mm -hmm. in, a, in a place of like you really want to help people and like i said earlier i think that's the key to it and um mm -hmm. you know if there's anything that you want to say um actually no, i do have a question what is um wait, actually let me right i have it worded a certain way what is one stereotype that you do want to debunk that you people have of what you do maybe you just tapped on it with the yeah. demonic thing and everything like that yeah the stereotype that I want to debunk is part of my mission statement as a media. My mission okay. statement is to demystify, to normalize, and to educate. That mm. is my mission. And so I want to debunk that you have to be like chosen or special or, you know, like get radioactive chemicals splashed on you in order to be a psychic medium. Like you don't yeah. have to people to know that everyone has the ability to be psychic and everyone has the ability to be a medium. Some people are more sensitive to it and that's why you hear like born mediums, but we all have the ability to do so and take that away. I want people to understand the purpose of energetic hygiene and understanding how important it is to make sure you're in a good place energetically and learning how to assess that and sense that and feel it because you ultimately create a higher quality life for yourself. And at the end of the day, why not participate in something that you have 100% control over? And your energy is something you have 100% control over. And so I want to debunk that you don't have to be special to do this line of work or to get these impressions or to balance your energy. You just have to be willing. And that's it. You heard it from the man himself.
Yo, I want to thank you for coming to the Black and Red Room. I think this is going to be one of my better received episodes out of the whatever number I have, near 70 episodes. <laughs> Yo, this is going to be one of the um the uh, higher so regarded ones, man. How can we reach you? I'll write it down. I'll put it in the description. But like, how can people reach out to you? Yeah, so you can um, reach me on Instagram and TikTok at Medium Jamal Lewis. Um, you could Google me now, which is so fun. You just go to Google or your favorite search engine and type in Jamal Lewis Psychic Medium. I'm usually like in the top three populations and you click browse to the website. If like, you, yeah, exactly. If you <laughs> see um, a service that you want, just book the service. And there's also a form there. Cause sometimes people don't know exactly what they need. They're like, okay, do I need intuitive coaching? Do I need a personal spirit guide reading like X, Y, and Z? Or do I not know what I need? And so in that case, just send me a message on the forum and I'll read it. I'll email you back. And if you just want, if you know you have a need, we can start your reading and see what comes through. Because sometimes it may be a so that tells you exactly how to navigate your life. And sometimes you just might need a personal spirit guide. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me. I'm always open and I want to help. You heard it. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jamal Lewis. I'll put the chairs on later. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, um, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for um for blessing the room and um yeah. for the record, people. He's not talking about this Jamal Lewis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'll show was... you looking up. Not that one, people. Yeah, <laughs> def one. De de definitely, definitely not that one. Not this guy. Yeah, Those that's what I was like. <laughs> yeah, because when you first Googled Jamal Lewis, it would be like that. And I was like, okay, cool. We got to get these search engines together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least, you know, I think he's a Hall of Fame running back. So that's a good person to be tied to. There's nobody named Eric Thompson. I'm, I'm whack. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Peace, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Hold on, people, before you leave. Jamal and I forgot to answer one of the questions and he so politely reminded me we never answered the question. So got another three minutes of this dope episode. Enjoy. Had to rewind a little bit because uh, Jamal let me know that there's a part that we didn't get into and you had a story for me. And I yeah. asked you, did you ever see anything mid pump or anything like that yeah. during a hookup or kissing or whatever the case is? And what the hell happened there? I'm telling you yeah, right now, that'll yeah. completely shrivel me up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm out. Um, <laughs> so what would happen, what has happened like in the past that I can remember is when it was like during a hookup and like looked at his face and then like you could just see like his, like you could energetically feel his head was full. And mm. I'm like, your head is so full and I see you thinking and I feel you thinking and he was like not in his body at all. And so like that wow. connection and that experience, it was just hollow. Wow. And so like feeling that it was, it's very difficult to obviously keep hooking up. Cause I'm like, you're not in the room. So like, well, you mean like he has something on his mind, like maybe, or maybe. Yeah. No. Cause wow. you, you could feel it. It almost feels like, imagine the feeling of, you know how like you, if you sat on your hand, right? Yeah. And then you quit sitting on your hands. It still feels like that. It's still, you can, you still feel that pressure, even though you're not sitting on it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And so when I feel or sense people are thinking, I get that same sense of pressure just in my body and in my head. And so uh -huh. I'm like, 
you are in your head and it almost looks like the invisible words are across this board as a marquee and i'm like you're not here and wow. i don't know where you are but you're thinking so much and your thoughts are loud and i don't want to be here either wow so that ruined yeah. the night essentially oh for sure i got the fuck out of there <laughs> <laughs> wow man that, see again i don't want this because there's, there's been times where i've been with a with a young lady and if she can read the panic that's in my body because I'm nervous and I don't want to mm-hmm. bust quick or whatever the case mm-hmm. is, or, um, I'm thinking about another chick that happens, you know, like, um, <laughs> you know, never would like, I want to make that clear. I'm not trying to get in no trouble, but in my yeah. former part of life, you know, like maybe I'm thinking of the girl, like I was bad, bro, but maybe I'm thinking of the girl I had here three hours ago, you know, I don't yeah. know. Oh man. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I don't want none of that. <laughs> None of yeah. that, none, none, none of those powers, man. Did you ever hear from him again or talk to him again? Uh, I did not. But what I will say is like, that's also like intuition. Like when you develop your intuition to that point, it'll start to tell you those things. So you be like, wait, you're not here. Like I don't yeah. energetically feel yeah. your body here with me. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like when you look at somebody and you'd be like, damn, like, are you, is anybody in there? Like, you, like you see somebody, like you spaced out, you have left the room, but yeah, that's yeah. an objective assessment that you've made. But when you develop your intuition, you can energetically make those assessments too. Wow, man. That's yeah. an interesting story, though. See? Yeah. Powers happen, like you said, when you don't want them to happen all the time. <laughs> I, I, just yo, yo it just be happening. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> No, it's great because it, it makes for fun stories like this. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's crazy, man. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Mr. Lewis. And to the young man, if he just, you never know. The world is very small. He may end mm-hmm. up looking at this episode one day. You never know. It's like, oh, yeah. shit, he's talking about me. And yeah, one of the girls I'm talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yo. Wow. My man, thank you for coming. <laughs> thank you for coming on the show, bro. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. He'll be back. <laughs>